0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Winchester Congress. This is the podcast where we take your questions. I'm James.
1: I'm Dave, and while we might not be right...
0: We are always correct. Dave, I'd like to title this episode Limping Toward Episode 100.
1: Sounds like a a good title. Um, As we record this, I have an episode in the can that has been that way for...
0: I don't know a month. Yeah, seriously, post that business. We're probably going to be talking about like what sh- what we should make for Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm just going to timestamp this one. It is it is presently January 3rd. Okay. Yeah. So All right. when you're when out. you're listening when you when you gentle listener, uh, click play. Just take a look at your calendar and see where we're at. Um, so I'm going to start this off with a question that I've got you ready, right. Dave. Yeah. So in this modern enlightened, um, left leaning world where we have curbside compost, mm-hmm. um, I've got a bit of a dilemma that's not that big of a deal, but I'm genuinely curious about. So, uh, paper egg cartons. Yes. As an example, they can be composted or recycled. Mm hmm and i'm curious which one's actually better and recycling. here's my back and forth okay well let me let me at least lay out my back and forth so you compost it and there's less energy consumed recycling produces pollution but the other side of it is you're taking paper out of circulation sort of out of the system that will need to be replaced by quote unquote fresh paper mm-hmm. If you want to get really pusillanimous about it, you could talk about how paper in the compost probably throws off the pH or whatever. But given that that it's like next to no energy to compost it versus a good deal of energy and pollution to recycle it. Yeah. But you're keeping a product in sort of product form more or less by recycling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You went straight with recycling, so apparently you have an answer. But I, 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 yeah,
1: I just think it's it is generally recognized that like if something can be recycled, it's better to recycle it um, <clears throat> because it it keeps it in that um that 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 same level, right? Like paper stays paper rather than becoming dirt. Uh, because yeah, sure, it takes energy and make cre- create pollution, but if you don't do that, you're not if if you if you compost a thing rather than recycling it, you're not saving that energy and pollution. That's that's somebody else is going to create that same pollution and use that same energy to create a new product, or or might even use more and create more pollution. And, and they are creating a new product rather than reusing recycling an old one. Related question. Reduce first, what? James. Right. Then reuse. Then recycle. Then upcycle. Where's,
0: where's then compost? compost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I got to start upcycling my. How many cardboard caterpillars do you need, there, em- Dave? <laughs> um, so, uh, what was uh, what's with the clear trifold egg containers they now have? I've never seen one of those. Seriously? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you've got like the contoured egg bottom part. And then you have a contoured egg top part that folds over it. And then you have like the smooth lid with the packaging that goes over that.
1: Um, I feel
0: like, and I feel like they're they're for like, it is, that's what I don't get. But they're often, I only see them on like. Free range, fancy. You think they'd be into recycling brand eggs? Right. Like you
1: should just like just loose eggs, maybe.
0: <laughs> well, the eggs come the in their own egg. package. Come on, it's true. I learned recently about the. You know how in in Europe they don't refrigerate their eggs? Yeah. I learned why this is, and the deal is so apparently. Um, it's in we the u s our eggs right it's washing yeah. yeah we wash them here, which apparently there's like a big issue where washing eggs was actually making them more prone to bacteria or whatever It's like how now people are saying you shouldn't wash chicken like don't don't wash your chicken before you cook it that's
1: good because I've never ever done that once
0: well, and it's one of those things where I heard that, and I was like, sweet, one less gross step in the process um. But apparently there's something about, like, once you wash the egg, you remove its natural protection. And so it it then needs to be refrigerated, where in Europe they don't wash the eggs, and so you don't have to refrigerate them. And, uh, yeah, so the deal is, like, we actually need to refrigerate our eggs because they're legally required to be washed before being sold. So whatever. Um, well, thanks, Dave, for answering my question. Sure. Now, as a tribute to our timeliness here in the new year, we've got two Christmas questions. The first comes from my beloved wife, Sarah, and she asks, if you had to sing one Christmas song at karaoke, what would it be?
1: Uh, the same as my answer to every other Christmas song?
0: Little Drummer Boy?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um... What's the
0: best Christmas song, James? I don't know. I'm, that was probably a question we had before, but yeah. you assume I've been listening to you. <laughs> the It's uh hold on.
1: Fairy tale Father of Christmas? New York.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: don't um, remember the title. But yeah, I'd probably I'd I'd rock some Father Christmas too.
0: That'd be great. Father Christmas. Give us your money, yeah. Fairy Tale of New York is a good one. Although you would, I mean, could if you sing I, the lady part with me? I would sing the lady part, but the lady part also includes the the what the six letter F word. Yeah, yeah, which that, would need revision. That's a significant or, or problem just,
1: with this song.
0: It is. I totally agree because it is a fantastic song, but that's a problem. Yeah. But it's also this is not an excuse. Um, but it's one of those moments where I almost feel like it's like it's being sung in the voice of a belligerent drunk. Right. So while not an excuse for the words inclusion, it's also not as though the, the band was speaking for themselves if that makes any sense what
1: did what did they do about that in that cover of it that was out like a year ago i have to go look at that because i'm sure they did not sing that
0: yeah one i certainly hope not um so i would probably go i those are both great uh the the present need for the the need for revision Uh, having been addressed, if I were to go traditional, I would go, Oh, come all ye faithful, just so I could go like all out on the Latin verse or, I mean, it's not the (laughs) Latin verse, but the Latin version of the first verse. So there you go. All right. Or the other thing, you know, would be awesome is Christmas and Hollis. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. On to our next Christmas song, just getting you ready for next year. Um, Mrs. McKay asks, can you recall the best childhood Christmas gift? The most unique? The worst? Merry Christmas, boys.
1: Best childhood Christmas gift. There are a lot up there. Um, One year, I feel like I've probably talked about this on the podcast. One year, I got the uh, G.I. Joe F-14.
0: Oh, nice. Nice.
1: And that was, like, that was the largest G.I. Joe toy I ever had. I I didn't have very many G.I. Joes. I just thought that thing was so awesome. And I got it one year for Christmas, and I
0: was extremely excited. Similarly, um, again, I don't know if it's fair to call this the best, but it, it is the most memorable. Like, it's definitely stuck in my memory. But it's the uh, the Ewok hideout, like, playset oh, yeah. for the Star Wars figures. And the thing about that, again, it's far and away the biggest, like, action figure playset I ever got. And I think part of the reason it's stuck in my mind so much is because even as a kid, I remember, and I mean, this is before we moved. So I was I was eight or younger. And even at whatever age that was, I remember asking for it is sort of vaguely aware that there was no chance I was going to get it. Mm -hmm. So when I did it, just like it, it blew my mind. Like it was so (laughs) spectacular and Epic that I would actually get it.
1: Yeah. That must've been a, well, the movie came out in 84. So it must've been like 85 or something.
0: Yeah. And it, it wasn't, it was, I'm pretty sure I got it from my grandparents. Um, so I may have been accurate in the sense that like my parents will never buy this for me. Um, but man, also put, we should put this on ice for next Christmas. We should have a podcast discussion about like how to do Christmas right for your kid when you're a parent. Yeah. In terms of like how much is too much, like what, where to put your energy, how do you rein in grandparents? Do you even try like, I got I got thoughts, but they're kind of scattershot. <laughs> I will say...
1: I I don't try and rein in grandparents because that saves me from having to buy a lot of expensive shit. Yeah,
0: that's true. But I will say that that uh, I do subscribe to... I saw some article or something about, like, grandparents' gifts should be from the grandparents, not from Santa.
1: Oh, no, absolutely, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, because... Cause, and I never thought of this, but somebody was talking about, like, you should be measured in your uh, gifts from Santa because, you know, there's going to be a kid at school who got something very modest from Santa, and you don't want to be like, Santa brought me the new, you know, whatever it is, we, we where, like, the other kid is like, Santa brought me a pair of socks and a book.
1: Yeah, no, we haven't uh, uh, gotten... The- really elaborate like even the stuff that we get like the 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 santa stuff tends to be not the uh not the majority of the stuff and not like generally speaking the fanciest stuff
0: well and we had an interesting situation this year where so we were not at home we were in seattle for christmas and um My, so I was staying at my parents' house, but my sister, my brother was staying at my sister's house. So there were, there were two separate like Christmas mornings happening. Yeah. And the first thought was like, okay, let's everybody open up or like wake up and at their own location sort of have a Christmas morning of modest scale. And then like, we'll come together and do like our big present exchange. And, like, the grandkids will get the presents from Grandma and Grandpa, and, and you know, the aunts and uncles will all exchange, et cetera, et cetera. But because we were traveling, we weren't bringing any of our own gifts for our kids. Yeah. So we were wholly dependent on the grandparent gifts, the cousin, aunts, and uncle gifts. And so if we were going to exchange those when we were all together, there was, like, nothing left over for Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And so what we ended up doing was we exchanged with the group on Christmas Eve night and I, I colluded with um, my mom to sort of hold some stuff back for Christmas morning. But given that, you know, situation, Christmas morning had like, like my son woke up and there were like five things under the tree on Christmas morning, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it was very, very different from any Christmas I ever remember having. Yeah. Like Christmas morning was always the big reveal where Christmas Eve, the tree was like bloated to capacity. And then he woke up and there were like five things, but he's also young enough that he, I don't even know if he remembers last Christmas. Um, And he certainly didn't care. And right. so I, I sort of really appreciated it. Like in an old school, like, You know, there was a day when kids got like a present for Christmas. Right. And it was, I don't know, it was kind of cool to see him. Never mind that he got a bunch of stuff before he left Chicago. Right. Right. This is like his fifth Christmas at this point. But I also, I have to say, I did actually appreciate watching him open like five things and have those five things. And they were all sort of of a it was basically we, we zeroed in on some pirate stuff for him. Like he's been into pirates. So we got like some pirate toys and a pirate building set. And so it was all that stuff. But so it was kind of cool too that like he, he didn't have much, but it all sort of hung together in a way. Um, so that was fun to see. Because he was totally like, this is cool. This is enough. I'm going to play with this all morning. Yeah. Um, to get back to the question though, I would say one thing that I feel like is it is worth note. This year and this is not a complaint, but this year is probably the the uh the fewest gifts I've actually received for Christmas. Like in total I think I might have gotten like six things in part cuz Sarah and I decided not to exchange presents and on both sides of our family with the adults we do like a one-to-one gift exchange where we're not all swapping with each other. Like we right. each draw a name and give one gift. We get one gift. Yeah. But, but I totally hit the jackpot in the, in that I got like my top six book requests, which that's, really is like, but that's like most important for me out of anything. Like I'm going to get more enjoyment out of a book than most of what I ask for. Like there's stuff, there's like clothes I need that I have no emotional interest in. I just like need a new pair of jeans. Yeah. But to have six books that I'm like, yes, I really want these books. These books are going to provide me with like literally days, weeks of enjoyment and, and, you know, uh, uh, engagement. Like it was one of those things where I got, I had like five books and I wanted to start all of them right away. So I, uh, I had this,
1: you got the peripheral. Yes.
0: Yeah, I got The Peripheral. I got The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula Le Guin. So The Peripheral, the peripheral is William Gibson. I got uh, Ancillary Sword by Ann Leckie, the, the yeah. sequel to Ancillary Justice. I got Canoe Craft by Ted Moores. There's one more. I'm forgetting one. But just those, I'm like, I wanted, I wanted to, like, I had a really hard time because my parents are generous enough; they ship our stuff back around mm. Christmas, and so I was like, oh man, I can't take all of them, but I don't, I want to take all of them. So,
1: I really want to read that peripheral. I I got um, a Bavin's Gate today, and bought mm. that, and but like I was trying to decide should I get that or per- the peripheral but Abaddon's Gate was 18 bucks and the peripheral was like 30. So
0: well, the peripheral still in hardback.
1: I know, but like for Gibson, I kind of, I kind of want the hardback.
0: What's your position on, on collecting books?
1: Um, there like, I, there are some books I like to have. Uh, I will buy every Neil Stephenson book in hardback and I will have that on my shelf. Um, Uh, William Gibson, um, Ian Banks, uh, rest in peace. Um, there are certain books that I will buy that way. And I, and I really like to keep around. I like to have them on my shelf. I like to let people borrow them. I might like to pick them up and read them again. I like to see them there. Uh, they can be conversation starters when people come over. Um, other books I don't care so much about you know i my kindle's broken but when i had that like the the uh, the the song of ice and fire books like really enjoyed those but eh, i don't need to keep them on my shelf you know uh, it was much yeah. more convenient just to have them on there uh or you know a lot of like kind of back catalog sci-fi stuff that i'm trying to to read through like i can just get it at the library and read it and and, uh, and then let it go back
0: all right um, do you have a most unique or worst Christmas gift oh man
1: I, um, I I honestly can't remember like a worst gift I nothing stands out as like that's awful and like I, I don't I don't know it's just like man, somebody gave you a gift like even if it's not great it's still like what are you gonna do it's a gift you didn't right.
0: <laughs> I would say that, but I also...
1: Somebody was like, I stole your car for Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst, I would say the worst for me is gifts that are given with no like thought or emotional uh, investment and are sort of, I don't need them. Like, and and yeah. that sounds harsh, but like the category of gift that I feel like... They were purchased when someone saw it and thought, oh, that's kind of cute. Like, don't buy that for me. Right. You know, it's like anything anything off of a table at Urban Outfitters or anything in the checkout line or anything that's like a stocking stuffer that you're not sure like that stuff where it's just like I get it home and I take it out and I'm like, where am I I don't even know what to do with this. Like I don't even have a drawer or a shelf to put this on in or on. Like like that stuff where it's like you you don't even remember you bought this for me. It was just in a bin at TJ Maxx and you threw it in the basket. <laughs> and now i and now it's just like a an object i have that i can't get rid of cuz it was a gift and i feel bad but like that that's sort of just like vague it happened more when i was younger it's sort of nice now as an adult to get so few gifts cuz I, like i remember there was a period of time like when i was in high school and college where like i got all this stuff that i was like what what am i supposed to do with this like i live in a dorm and i i appreciate that you wanted to throw one more thing in but like I don't need you know a novelty corkscrew yeah or whatever it may be so they again I'm not I'm not gonna like I'm not like outraged or objecting but if, if there was sort of like a, a dimension of gift giving that I could courteously say no thank you to that would be it yeah um,
1: yeah no I don't I I I don't know I just like
0: I like getting gifts. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I, uh, I agree with that.
1: Mrs. Mrs. MacArthur got me got me a, uh, a package of of vegetable soup mix. And I made it like two days later, and it was great.
0: <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, if you're thinking like, "Oh, I got to get a little th- something for like the office Secret Santa or a stocking stuffer," like, don't buy me a novelty kitchen gadget buy me a packet of soup. Like that's, that's <laughs> what I need. can eat. <laughs> I will say the most unique, I would say, I think it was actually, it may have been a wedding gift, but my wife's uncle, who's a bit of an oddball, nice guy. Um, but you know, like lives in Florida in a trailer, um, loves to fish, has one leg. He's just a character. Um, he uh I love him. I I I mean no disrespect by calling him an oddball, but he he made us a it's like a sculpture.
1: Oh, your dolphin he, thing.
0: Yeah, it's like whales and dolphins sort of like they're clustered so tightly like it would it would it looks like a swarm, but uh it's all made out of driftwood and he carved it all with like a Dremel and like made all these little figures and just sort of stacked them into a tower and then shellacked the whole thing. And it's awesome. Like I love it. And it's definitely unique. It's yeah. the kind of thing that people people either see and they're like, that thing is awesome. Or they're like, what on earth is that? <laughs> but I love it.
1: One time for Christmas uh, when I was like, I think I must have been a senior in high school. The gift itself was not that unique. Um, I had just gotten my first electric guitar and my dad got me uh, a case for it because it just came with like a... a you know, just, like, a bag, and he got me a nice, like, you know, hard case for it, Uh, but what I actually got under the tree was, like, a, a, a note card with, like, a hint, and it was just this scavenger hunt, like, all around the whole house trying to find it there was like 10 or 12 clues and like they were incredibly clever I hope I still have those cards somewhere I kept them for years but like just like the the clever in a way that I I just don't feel like I could ever come up with like and the one I remember right now is like it just said roads where we're going we don't need roads and the uh the the next clue was, was inside the... the Millennium the, Falcon? No, the or Back the, to the uh, Future the, 2. The was, the the Future it was card, inside yeah, the VHS box for, for Back to the Future 2. The,
0: uh, I was yeah. trying to think of... For whatever reason, I was thinking of the DeLorean, but what came out was Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> They're both really cool. Yeah, um, That's awesome. And the cool thing about that, too, is... is you got to respect when like an extremely thoughtful gift is appreciated by the recipient, you know, yeah. like the fact that you thought it was so cool that your dad so obviously went to that much effort. Well, and it's just, is it's also kind of, cool.
1: It's kind of amazing now because I remember at the time just thinking it was so cool. And I was at like my cynical teenager worst. You know? <laughs>
0: like. Think about, think about like the, the, the high fives and, self-congratulatory back padding that your dad must have felt like yeah. to have broken through that too. Yeah. Cause no doubt he was aware of, you know what you were like to be like, yes, Yeah. it worked. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anything else on the gift giving front?
1: No, I think we've, we've hit that pretty good for like the last yeah. 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, it works. Um, Our last question comes from Paula, and she asks, "What is the best way to prepare slash drink coffee?"
1: I only do this one way, uh, and that is French press, and just black. I put it in a a pretty high quality thermos travel mug thing, and I uh, drink it.
0: French press is hard to beat. I'm also a black coffee drinker, and I would say French press is hard to beat.
1: I've got a In terms friend that of, swears by this AeroPress thing.
0: Well, that's the thing. There's so much stuff out there that I don't even know about. Like, I know pour-overs are a thing, which I feel like is just, like, on-the-spot drip coffee. Is there much of a difference there? I don't see how there is. Yeah, and the, there's the Clover. Have you seen the Clover Machines?
1: Yeah, and like that's that gets into something like I mean you can't have in your house, right? And I'm not going right. to pay eight dollars for a cup of coffee. That's insane. And, and well, then
0: you should not go to that new fancy Starbucks roastery of coffee excellence that's I opening.
1: Uh, thank you. Um, no, like the AeroPress. Like I've got a friend that's really into the AeroPress and 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 swears it's like the best thing. And it, it does make good coffee, but. Um, it, I, I'm just so used to the French press at this point. I can't. And, well, and it, to me, nothing else is like people like when I tell them that it's like, Oh, but it's so much work and it's just not, it's the easiest way to make coffee.
0: <laughs> cleaning. It's kind of a pain, but you're right. Making it is not. But the other thing too, that I would say is part of my frustration as a black coffee drinker. And I, I mean that in like all of its iterations, like I'll drink an Americano or whatever, French press drip, but black coffee is almost guaranteed to be the worst, most thoughtless coffee you can buy at a coffee shop. Like you can go to a yeah. good coffee shop and ask for a cup of black coffee and have it taste like hell. Cause they just like put it in one of those giant black coffee makers and it's yeah. so acidic that it's like borderline undrinkable. Um, and that's my thing is like, I like rich, mellow coffee and that's not what you get when you ask for black coffee at most espresso places.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, I am consistently disappointed when I find myself at like 11 o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon needing a cup of coffee and I have to go to a coffee shop. It's like, generally I drink, like I make a French press, I drink like, I'm um, cup like a mug you know cup before i leave the house and then i have my travel mug that i nurse over the course of the next couple hours and that's it but every once in a while i like hit a day that's just pretty rough and i gotta you know go get a cup at some point and i'm always disappointed by that cup of coffee i have it's yeah never as good, as good as i will the say I home.
0: the thing that i've been into lately that i somehow feel like i'm like I don't know. I feel like the purists are going to be all over me for this, but is so when we lived in the second Ballard house, the local coffee shop had this awesome summertime thing called Toddy, which I learned is like the brand name of this, this cold brew system. And basically you cold brew a whole pound of coffee in one shot Mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to let it sit for like 12 hours. But what you end up with is effectively coffee concentrate, and so if you're making an iced coffee you pour it over ice you can cut it with some water or like you pour it over ice and add milk and it's sort of properly diluted um but you can also obviously add hot water to it and the thing about it is is because it's cold brewed there's like no acid in it and so i've got this carafe that sits in my fridge and it takes me like a week to get through but you it's like it's like three to one is the ratio. So I fill up a mug like a quarter of the way and top it up with water and then microwave it. So again, this is where like, it's not like fresh brewed, but it's, it's like super rich in flavor and not at all acidic. And I really, really like it. And the other thing about it too, is it's like coffee on demand. Like at any time when I'm home or whatever, I should just, I should, I should make one of these and like put it in a Mason jar and take it to work. Cause the thing is you can just like, Mix it with some water, microwave it, and have a cup of coffee. It's really, really good anytime you want. Yeah. You just one time a week have to brew coffee. And like I said, I I know that, you know, it's like it's like bordered on like freeze-dried folgers or something, but it it is delicious. And you can you can sort of adjust it to whatever concentration you like. And then the other thing is if you are into iced coffee, you don't have to mix like like ordinary strength coffee with milk, you can mix concentrated coffee with milk. So it's sort of like the iced coffee equivalent of like an espresso shot with milk. Um, and the thing I, I, if you've never tried it, man, you got to take iced coffee or I would recommend the toddy stuff and mix it with sweetened condensed milk. Holy, if you, <laughs> have you ever tried this? No. It's a drink that tastes like coffee ice cream. It's like, oh my god, it's it's amazing, and it will make you an enormous fat person in a week. Oh, good, that's it's what I so, like it's it's so rich and delicious I've and been like caramel. Something that would do that. Oh my god, it's so good. Ice coffee with sweetened condensed milk. I'm telling you this in January, but remember it when it's summertime. The other thing is make coffee ice cubes. So the the ice cubes don't water down your coffee. Brave New World.
1: I I hear but man, I don't maybe it's just cuz I don't live in Chicago but like I just in general don't go for iced coffee. I mean, I'll drink an iced coffee but like I will go to a coffee shop in the middle of July or August and just get a cup of hot coffee. I don't
0: I am totally with you except when it's 110 degrees and humid as hell. <laughs> Yeah. All
1: right. So, like, I is, like, it's like because on normal, I don't live in Chicago.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like on a normal summer day, I will drink hot coffee over cold coffee. But there are days where, like, you wake up and you feel like you're in a sauna, and it's like I need something cold and caffeinated.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, well, that's episode ninety-seven, everyone. Um, with a slight tip of the hat to my graduation year. Oh. Yay! We're yeah. He
1: passed mine. There we go.
0: Yep. Missed opportunity, Dave. Damn it. Um, and with that, I've just got one more serious? question. <laughs> you went to a day. Um, and with that, David, what's your problem?
1: Uh, no problem. In the
0: night Yeah.